The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Hello, everyone. I am Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, I've been interviewing people all year who I think are making great and powerful impacts spiritually in the world. And today I have another spiritual giant. So today I have as my guest, Ellen Grace O'Brien. She is the author of The Jewel of Abundance. She is a yoga yoga charya, an esteemed yoga teacher, a radio host, actually one of the Unity Online radio hosts, an award-winning poet who weaves poetry into her teachings on spiritual matters, pointing to the mystical experience beyond words and thought. Ordained by a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda, she has been teaching Kriya Yoga philosophy and practiced nationally and internationally for over three decades. Um, so without further ado, how you doing there, Ellen Grace O'Brien? Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much, Reverend Galen. I'm delighted to connect with you again and to be with your listeners. It's really an honor. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, it just popped up into my head before we get into the book. First of all, let me just acknowledge that you are, without a doubt, a friend of the Universal Foundation for Better Living mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a large supporter of our ministry. And I want to, first of all, just publicly thank you for the support you've given to our ministry throughout the years. Oh, thank you so much. Well, your ministry and Universal Foundation for Better Living is an inspiration to us all. And I've been blessed every time I've had an opportunity to connect with any of your ministers or any of your churches. Um, it's 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 the place to be. <laughs> so that's what I want to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know how much you meant to the late uh, Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. I she spoke so highly of you. You know, I she was you all definitely were like sisters from different mothers. Oh, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. You know, we used to we used to study together. Um, we had we had our own study group, <laughs> and um, we 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 did you know comparative study of scriptures from the East and the West. And you know, Reverend Mary was such a Bible scholar, and um, so it it was a great uh, joy to um, be a good friend of hers. And um, I, I still miss her, you know, and our community in San Jose, you know, is is so grateful for the opportunities they had to be with her. Yes, yes, yes. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So thank you again. So I want to get directly into the book because I don't want to waste a moment. And I also want to give people who might call in an opportunity to call in. So the jewel of abundance. First of all, what made you write a book on abundance and prosperity? 
<laughs> well, you know, it's it's really part of the teaching of living a spiritually conscious, fulfilled life. And um, I wanted to write a book about it for several reasons. You know, one is that I found that, um, you, you know, when people come to the spiritual path and they begin to awaken spiritually, um, there's sometimes this confusion about how you bring that together with living an abundant, prosperous life. Um, because in every religion, you know, there's uh, some negative talk <laughs> about about money and spirit and, you know, all of that. But, but if we look, you know, deeply, we can see that, you know, we're here to thrive and to prosper. And so learning how to do that in harmony with the spiritual truth of our being and learning how to do it in the highest way is, is really a critical um, step, you know, for all of us. So I found um, so much rich information in the scriptures from the East um, that I could, you know, hold up about this issue. And the other part of it um, is that you know, our world is kind of out of balance on this issue right now. So, you know, I'm talking about people who, you know, yearn to live a spiritual life or they're in the midst of that and they can't figure out how to, you know, make the money that they need to make or, you know, how to be prosperous. And then there are people who are prosperous and they're, you know, disconnected with what it means to live a spiritually conscious ethical life. So I'm all about healing that split. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So when you started to study the scriptures uh, from your from your faith tradition, did you come up with a summary of what you believe prosperity or abundance is? <laughs> yes, that, you know, really, when you get right down to it, you know, I mean, it's sort of obvious to us, right, you know, that, that it isn't just about money, although in the West, you know, we tend to equate prosperity with money, you know, understandably so, because we have so many examples of that in the media, but you know, just a little bit of discernment will tell us that that doesn't bring people happiness necessarily. It certainly can make life easier in many ways. But, um, you know, what I found is that true wealth is really soul wealth, you know, at the very foundation of it, it's, it's learning about our direct connection to God, to truth as the source of all our supply. But our wealth is really, um, it doesn't exclude our material well-being. It doesn't exclude money, and we shouldn't exclude it. But it also includes, you know, our health, our relationships, our creativity. All of that is part of wealth and abundance. Yes, yes. And, you know, what was, what was interesting about, you know, as I was perusing your book, what I, you know, I'm not going to page drop you, but one of the, def one of the definitions or sentences in the book reminded me of something that Charles Fillmore wrote in the co-founder of unity. He defined prosperity as the consciousness of God as the abundant everywhere present resource unfailing ready for those who open themselves to it through faith. Mm. And, and it's saying the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Western metaphysics and mysticism versus Eastern West uh, mysticism and metaphysics is still talking about this consciousness of God, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And in that beautiful definition that you just gave, um, in fact, I'd love to hear it again. Would you repeat it? Sure. 
it's called it's the consciousness of God as the abundant, everywhere present resource, unfailing, ready for all who open themselves to it through faith. Mm, I love that. And, you know, in the book I wrote about, you know, what I, I called the prosperity imperative, meaning that, you know, because we are expressions of God, because we are emanations of that reality, um, we are all the time, you know, nudged to grow and to prosper, you know, from the very beginning of our life that is there. And, you know, that's there in all of nature. We can observe it. And so, um, you know, I, I think this there's an imperative that we have um, to thrive, you know, that we can feel and we can see. And, you know, as my uh, teacher, Roy Eugene Davis, you know, who who I must mention, you know, of course, as the source of my connection um, with Universal Foundation for Better Living, because he was friends with Dr. Coleman, you know, and so he introduced me to your ministry. But anyway, he said, there is an enlivening power that nurtures the universe and we can learn to cooperate with it and so <clears throat> that's what i see as this path um, to fulfilled living is getting clear about uh, learning how to cooperate with the infinite that is always nudging us to grow and, and sometimes i say it as you know we're called to be the growing edge of love in our world Beautiful, beautiful. So the subtitle of the book is Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga. And when most people hear the term yoga, they think only of the physical component of yoga. So um, why is it necessary to make sure that people understand that, that the yoga tradition isn't only the physical movement, but it's actually a, a total system of spiritual, mental and physical disciplines? <laughs> so I'm so glad you brought that up because I can't believe really that after all these years, you know, there, that there's still that misunderstanding, you know, in, in the West where, I don't know, we can be so materialistic and, you know, yoga has become you know, an industry, right, of clothes and mats and good abs and, you know, yeah. all of that is, you know, it's nice for health, but yoga is actually one of the uh, six philosophical systems that came out of India, and it's it's not a religion, it's a philosophy, it's a it's a path for spiritually conscious living that, you know, anybody can, can take up, but, um, so people understanding that this is a philosophy, it's a philosophical system um, is really helpful because, um, you know, it isn't just that what people think of as exercise. If yoga was exercise, the truth would be exercising your your mind and exercising your soul power. That would be a deeper understanding. Yes, yes, yes. So in the book, you talk about of four universal goals of life. You talk uh, Dharma, hopefully I pronounced these right, Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you speak yeah, a little bit to those? Yeah, thanks. That's really the, the cornerstone of the teachings in the book, that these four goals that we find um, 
in the ancient Vedic scriptures are these four universal aims of life. That means universal, (laughs) universal means for everybody at all time. And the first goal, Dharma, means to live with higher purpose, Um, you know, to, to, to do what you came here to do, you know, which is to wake up spiritually (laughs) first off, and then to express your gifts and your talents um, for your own evolution and for the well-being of life itself. And then the second goal, which this book is focused on, is wealth, um, which, you know, I think can be surprising to people when you hear about universal goals of life coming out of a spiritual philosophical system. First goal, higher purpose, people say, yeah, I get that. You know, that seems familiar. But then wealth, you know, what is it doing in there? (laughs) Well, it's because, you know, we're here to express. And um, if you're if you're going to engage in this world, you need to know how to cultivate, how to draw forth, you know, the resources and the inspiration that you need to do what you're here to do. So wealth or arta is here to serve dharma, your higher purpose. And, you know, many of the problems that we see are because those those get out of order, you know, that people are looking for wealth you know, without the the spiritual component, which is why this is so important that we're having this conversation. And then the third goal is comma, which is equally surprising to people, which is to enjoy life. But, you know, when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. If you have everything, um, but you don't have happiness, um, what's the point? And the last goal is, um, is enlightenment, really, to, to know that um, you're here to awaken fully Uh, to the truth of your being in this lifetime and to be liberated, to be free. So those four goals, if you, if you keep those in mind, um, can be such a beautiful balancing um, influence uh, on life. Beautiful, beautiful. So first of all, I want to let people know that they could call in uh, at 816-251-3555, 3555. If you have a question for Ellen Grace O'Brien about her book, The Jewel of Abundance, this is an opportunity to ask that question, to get those answers. Again, uh, no spiritual teacher says they have the answer, but we can help you discover the answers within yourself. So let's talk about the ideas because you start to contemplate on ideas of prosperity, of abundance, and most importantly, your own authentic spiritual nature, what you will discover is that new ideas are generated from your own contemplation. So it's important to be in a discussion and in a conversation with yourself and others and with the book to allow yourself to start to think about prosperity and abundance from a different perspective. So I have to ask this question because you have a whole chapter in the book called meditate and experience wholeness and you mentioned superconscious meditation as a form of developing i'm going to call a prosperity consciousness mm-hmm. so so um could you you know break that down a little bit why is meditation and in particular superconscious meditation so important for expressing abundance because um meditation as one way to see it is conscious communion with God, you know, or the higher true self with a capital S. 
um, which allows us to get out of um, limiting thoughts and beliefs. So to commune um, in the silence of the soul, to commune with spirit, to commune with the infinite, <laughs> is to commune with the source of all abundance and to you know open our hearts and open our minds then to inspiration. So meditation allows us to commune with God, with the higher truth of our own being, um, the source of all abundance, but it also helps to clarify and purify the mind so that we can free ourselves of, you know, limiting thoughts and beliefs that get in the way of our prosperity and, um, you know, be open to some new ideas and new inspiration and clearer thinking. So meditation does both of those things. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, it's, it's kind of funny when I first came in a new thought and, you know, I would hear people say, you need to be still. And I was like, but I need to get stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, being still is getting something done. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. But it, it took some time to develop the understanding that, you know, as, as the Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God, mm-hmm. is, is activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it's not necessarily the outward action that we're used to taking in the Western world, where if I'm not physically doing something, I'm not doing something. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm out there not, not trying, if I'm not out there trying to make it happen, I'm not doing anything instead mm-hmm. of developing the awareness of what it is that's needed. So, Go ahead, excuse me. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, meditation expands our consciousness. So, um, you know, that's a critical factor if you're if you're talking about living an abundant life. There's only, you know, so much we can accomplish from the level of will and willpower, you know, which is good. You know, we need that. You know, we need a dynamic uh, willpower, um, but we need to work in harmony with the infinite that is greater than our personal well yes yes so speaking of which when it comes to true prosperity what is the connection between surrendering and true prosperity (laughs) i do think of surrendering as you know sort of getting out of our own way um i think surrender is is essential a lot of people don't understand surrender you know there's a idea of it as being, you know, a resignation, right? You know, giving up in that sense. Um, But uh, surrender is really letting go of the idea that you're separate from the source. So you're really letting go of that, which is, you know, the ultimate limitation, right? (laughs) You know, that you're just this little body, mind, ego, that it's all on its own. So surrender is, is letting go of that um, error thought that you are separate from God, that you're separate from the source. And um, in all the, um, you know, error ideas that are connected to that. But, you know, is surrender is an interesting thing because we, we can't actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it. It's something that happens through 
divine grace, really, the way that I see it, um, this kind of deep letting go. But um, I think we can sort of prepare ourselves for it by learning how to let go. And I suggest to people that, you know, sort of my, what I call my backdoor approach into surrender is how about letting go of the idea that your life is a burden and, you know, just to imagine what it would be like to let go of anything that you're holding uh, about your life or yourself that says it's a burden. And um, you just begin to kind of walk that direction of surrender, I think, when you do that. Yes, yes. So, you know, so what's, what's interesting about surrender is, you know, I have a, a working theory. I'm still fleshing it out. But I think one of the challenges that people have, even with the concept of surrender, is the human personality doesn't like to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And and vulnerability many times has, humanly at least, been abused. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you allow yourself to open yourself up, to be vulnerable, to allow people in, to let your guard down, and then somebody abuses that trust. Mm-hmm. And then when they show up at a spiritual center, and a, the first thing that the spiritual leader says is, you need to surrender. Mm-hmm. You need to let the guard your guard down. You need mm-hmm. to really be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the inner resistance comes out of the decision from the past not to be vulnerable again because you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any thoughts around that process? I mean, I'm still fleshing it out. I think that's brilliant. I, I think it's it's absolutely true. And I find the same resistance to meditation. You know, some of the young men that I've worked with, um, they don't want to let go in meditation because they don't want to let go of their guard. You know, they don't want to let go of their strength, um, which they've had to develop to survive. And that makes perfect sense to me. But, you know, the part that they're missing is that that surrender that occurs in meditation um, is really letting go into our strength. Right. Um, So I see, you know, I have seen that uh, that resistance and I think it comes from a, a protective mechanism that has been useful. So helping people understand that, you know, surrender is letting go into divine support. And it's, it's not, um, it's not becoming um, foolish, I think, (laughs) you know, so, so somehow we have to, we have to sort of make that distinction too, that it, 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 it's not about, letting go of our discernment. You know, I always liked that about the spiritual path of yoga because I I felt you, you were invited, and I think new thought is the same way. You know, you're invited to bring your intellect along. <laughs> it's not about um, faith alone, but the two are I- important together, you know, to walk in faith, but also to use your discernment. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> when I was in a ministerial class, uh, Reverend Tumkin used to say, Reverend Mary would say, <laughs> when you go, so many people 
pull into the parking lot of churches, take their brain out of their skulls, put it in the <laughs> trunk and go into church. <laughs> that, that is Reverend Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, surrender is not about that. It's not about, you know, losing your ability to discern. Um, and But I like the idea of imagining it as, you know, letting go of your life as a problem, letting go of your life as a burden and opening yourself, you know, to divine support. Um, but I think, you know, you're also on something there about what does it mean in terms of vulnerability? Um, that's a beautiful thought stream and I hope you stay with it. I'm going to stay tuned <laughs> to your okay. thinking on that. Um, because really it, in some sense, it is also about being vulnerable, isn't it? It's about being vulnerable to the divine influence in our life. You know, what God would have us do. <laughs> and, um, so sometimes we don't want to be, you know, we, we still want to be in charge of our life. You know, we're not so sure about what God would have us do. Yes, yes. It's 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 funny how much people say I want blessings and how much they don't want to be vulnerable. So <laughs> it's like I want to do it my way, even if I know it doesn't work, because I know that I will do things and and all human beings will do, are the same, in my opinion, we will do things we know don't work and we'll just do it harder. <laughs> uh-huh. more, As Reverend Mary um, would say, Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do more of what doesn't work. We'll do it harder and expect to get different results instead of saying, Okay, maybe there is a science to this process and we need to look at it differently. And I think that's what Kriya Yoga brings to the table. I think this is what your book the jewel of abundance is bringing to the table. I think this is what new thought brings to the table, the conversation that there are some principles that have been uh, taught through the ages. And if we find out about these principles and apply them properly, we'll discover, first of all, the truth about ourselves, because that's Mm -hmm. what's most important. And Mm -hmm. then how to properly express God's abundance uh, or God's health or God's peace or God's joy and and find a higher purpose. So all of the things that you talk about in the Jewel of Abundance, the four universal goals, all come out of, of a discovery of your own spiritual self. Absolutely. That's the foundation for it. And then, as you mentioned, then, you know, having tools um, that show us how, you know, how to walk in the spirit, you know, how to walk in the truth, how to live a spiritual, uh, spiritually conscious life. Yes, yes. We're coming up on our break real fast. So let me just say again, we're on with Ellen Grace O'Brien talking about her book, her new book, The Jewel of Abundance. You want to get it. Make sure that you go to EllenGraceO'Brien.com to get the book. I'm sure you can get it at other places, Amazon.com and other places as well. You want to make sure that you get this information. You have this book in your library. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, 
We depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder, speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, on living an abundant life. Examine your life, whatever you may think is missing or lacking or you wish you had. Realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you've brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. The moment you begin to think and speak as if truly you are the embodiment of all that is. This is the only thing we got to get into our thick skulls. Living the abundant life is not about what we have. Living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. For over 23 years, Liz Dawn and her team at Celebrate Your Life have been presenting transformative events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers. Experience a Celebrate Your Life event for yourself, October 31st to November 4th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. Explore your spirituality and open your mind to some new ideas. These events are awesome soul fests that heal and transform. Log on to CelebrateYourLife.com to find out more. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Discover what your dreams are trying to tell you. Join dream expert, best-selling author, and hypnotherapist Kelly Sullivan Walden for Ask Dr. Dream every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Central. Kelly will awaken you to the wisdom of your dreaming mind with expert interpretation as well as introduce you to fascinating guests. Each week, you'll get information you can use to help make decisions and gain greater self-awareness. Join the show live or listen later on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Just a quick commercial before we go back to interviewing Ellen Grace O'Brien. We are supported by your donations on Unity Online Radio. So as you freely receive, please freely give. Go to the Unity Online Radio website, unityonlineradio.org or the shortcut unity.fm. Please click on the donate button and help support this online ministry. This ministry goes all around the world. We have people contacting us from every continent, and it does matter. A lot of places 
are a lot of people are not in locations where they can go to a new thought center or a Kriya yoga center or some type of progressive spirituality uh, or empowerment center. Therefore, they rely on what we do to minister to them in a real way. So it's really important that we get this information out. Please be mindful that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you give it a five-star rating and that you write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms. Also, the show is on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher is for Android. You can also have it on your iPhone technically, but it's a way you can listen to podcasts. So if you're listening to the show via iTunes and Stitcher, please, excuse me, again, give it a five-star rating, write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms. It helps Apple or the Stitcher uh, app people push the show in front of folks so they'll know based upon your interaction with the information with the podcast that this is important enough to get it in front of people who are listening to spiritual uh, podcasts. They have a way they do it. I don't need to know how it works. I just know it works. I don't need to know all of the intricacies of turning on a light. I just turned on the light switch. So I'm requesting that you please do the liking and five-star ratings and reviews on the show so we can get this message out to people. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Ellen, I want to talk a little bit about uh, page 181 and 182. You call it Get Centered, Stay Centered. Mm-hmm. And, and could you drill down a little bit on that so the folks, can, first of all, know what I'm talking about with the question, and two, something that they can utilize to help them understand prosperity? Mm. Yeah, thanks. This is gets down to the practical spirituality, doesn't it? Um, I, I opened that section with a quote from Paramahansa Yogananda, who said, environment is stronger than willpower, <laughs> which, you know, and he was he was a master of willpower. He knew a lot about it. But but what he was saying here is that we need to arrange conditions in our life to maximize our success. So I just came up with this formula that I call the center formula that has us consider our intention, you know, clarify our goals, um, because a clarity supports, you know, right action. And, you know, and it helps us when we're attuned to, you know, what is the purpose? You know, what is this about for us? So we take our goals seriously. And then we establish a consciousness of success. And and I know that you and your community know a lot about this, which is, you know, how to envision a goal as already accomplished, you know, to be working at the blueprint level, right, of, of a consciousness um, instead of just relying on outer conditions. You know, we know that things uh, proceed, you know, from spirit into manifestation. So we, we learn to uh, work um, on this inner level first, which is establishing a consciousness of success. And then third, we make sure that we're nurturing our, our body and our mind and our soul that, you know, self-care, I wrote, you know, self-care, uh, poor self-care is self-sabotage. Um, and so we have to, to take good care of ourselves so that we don't uh, lose our focus and think positively um, is is part of our program. You know, we have to change our thoughts, change our thinking if we want to change our life. 
And then remember to enjoy uh, <clears throat> life along the way as we cooperate with this unfolding good in our life. You know, so don't put off uh, your good life, your your enjoyment of living in the spirit. And then lastly, the R, you know, remember you are a divine being that achieving the goal is not about creating a spiritual condition. That's already the truth of your being. So we remember that. So that's the center formula, which is consider your intention and clarify your goals, establish a consciousness of success, nurture your body and mind and soul, think positively, enjoy your life as you cooperate with your unfolding potential and highest good. And remember, you are a divine being. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to drill down on the first point, but I want to give people an opportunity. If you do want to call in, 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555, because in particular, the number one, to consider your intention and clarify your goals, on page 183, you, you break it down, you know, and you start to work with, have you carefully, cons- have I carefully considered my intention and clearly stated my goals? And I think that that question is important because, first of all, I looked at the word carefully. You have uh, considered in italics, but I looked at carefully. You know, can you speak a little bit to, uh, about carefully considered your goals? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, that has a a broad and a deep meaning that, um, you know, I find that I need to have an intention and a goal that's big enough to keep me inspired. You know, um, you know, as an example, you know, so, so many people in our culture, you know, um, get all wrapped up in a diet or fitness program, right? And there's a lot of failure rate in that. Um, And that's for various reasons. But one of them, I think, is that often our goal isn't big enough, you know, so if we want to lose 10 pounds, you know, that's a that's a fine goal. But I like to say, you know, well, what difference is it going to make? You know, what am I going to be doing in my life with a body where I feel healthier? That's carefully considering my intention, um, you know, behind it. It's got to be something bigger, you know, something that keeps you um, inspired and motivated and connected to your, your, your highest and best life, right? Yes, absolutely. We have a caller, so I want to bring the caller in. Uh, uh, Charles, let me click on here. Charles, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you, oh, how you doing? <laughs> Reverend Charles Taylor, how you doing? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so great. It's I just want to uh, say, how, yeah, I'm just, just calling in and tell you how much I'm enjoying the show. And, and Ellen, good to hear your voice. And uh, I'm enjoying your book. It's Thank very, you. very practical. Um very practical and inspiring. And also, I want to say, and I'm looking forward to having you down with us uh, on in, in May, May 19th of the weekend. I so, am um, so looking forward to that. And we're going to yeah. have, you know, such a wonderful opportunity to be together in spirit and also to dive into this material. So thanks so I'm, much. You're welcome. I'm so looking forward to it. And I highly, highly recommend 
uh, the book to everyone. If you really want to work on your prosperity, make it as practical as possible, mixed with spirituality, this is the book to get. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Reverend Charles. You. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Take care. So I just want to make sure people are aware that was Reverend the Reverend Charles Taylor from Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. So you'll be there on May 19th? I, I will. Okay. Uh, whatever he said. <laughs> it's okay. true. I'm not looking at the calendar right now, but okay. I'll be there for their uh, Sunday uh, service. I'll be offering the, the sermon lesson and then a workshop uh, following in the afternoon. So it's going to be a beautiful experience. Oh, definitely, definitely. So if you if there are listeners in the Miami area, Fort Lauderdale area, et cetera, make sure that you plug in. And if you don't live in the area and you know people who live in the area, let them know. If you know folks, you, there are always people around you who are talking about abundance or seeking to have a better realization of their spirituality, of their uh, purpose, of their soul mission, uh, seeking to demonstrate higher levels of prosperity and abundance, you want them there. So tell your loved ones to plug into Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens. Trust me when I tell you, you will be blessed. Also, just as a reminder, you can go to ufbl.org and find out about our Panorama of Truth Conference, which is July 17th through the 21st. Yes, July 17th through the 21st. And that actually will be in Miami this year. So we have a lot of things going on in the Miami area. The Miami is like the central hub now of spiritual consciousness. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so so we know that it's going to it's going to work itself out in a real way. Um, but it looks like we have another caller. So let me put them in. Hello, is this Reverend Sheila? It sure is. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is the best. Did you think you were going to get away, Reverend Ellen? Well, Galen told us you were going to be on the show. He doesn't always do that. So I'm not the back shows to listen to, but since he told me about this one, I wanted to call you. I'm holding your book in my hand, and I would like for you to speak to, this is on page 181. It's following up on the Paramahansa Yogananda quote. Mm -hmm. environment is stronger than willpower in that same paragraph you close it out by saying that to stay the course of establishing new behaviors that are consistent with thriving we must arrange an environment conducive to success i want you to talk about give us a practical example of arranging your environment that's conducive to the success you'd like to experience and then the second part is to recognize self-care, the role in self-care in realizing your goals and dreams and in setting that environment uh, of, con of, 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 of being conducive to that which you say you want. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Reverend Sheila. Um, I'm just so honored and delighted that you called in. Um, yeah, I, you know, in the teachings of yoga, we often think of our spiritual practice itself as arranging conditions, um, and that, and by that we mean outward in our outer environment, but also in our inner environment. You know, with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
And so we we want to uh, arrange conditions in our thoughts and in our environment to the best of our ability so that the inner light, the truth of our being, our, our spiritual essence can shine forth. So, you know, we, we're strong on helping um, people understand that we're, we're never trying to create a spiritual condition because we already are that. So that's mm-hmm. why environment is considered so important because we're just, we're just clearing the way, you know, um, we're getting rid of old ideas that no longer, uh, we know that no longer serve us and are not consistent with the truth of what we are and this mm-hmm. new way that we're trying to live. Um, we're letting go of some old behaviors that, you know, we, I, I like to say that we, you know, we discover are not worthy of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, by that, I mean, you know, they're not consistent, you know, with the truth right. of our being. So, um, and then the last thing I would say about self-care is that, you know, self-care um, I see as essential and not a luxury. So um, it's a mistake, you know, that that many of us make and those of us in ministry can make it as well, which is that we become too um, engaged in, in doing um, and neglect self-care. But when we do, we're not taking care of that um, divine vehicle that is all happening through. And uh, so that really has to be a part of our spiritual program. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the prayer, the meditation, it's all, uh, someone said it years ago, I don't remember who wrote the book. It's almost, one, one guy said it like this, it's like setting a trap for God or for good. <laughs> And Rocco Erico, yeah, that's the that, meaning of that, prayer in Aramaic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, just, just creating that environment and also beginning to accept that uh, that which you seek you already are. And, uh, and as you move into acceptance, then the old is being swept away. So I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Galen. Great job, Reverend Ellen. I love you both, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Reverend Sheila. Look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Take care. God bless. So uh, I do want to talk a little bit about mantras because, you know, people have these perceptions about mantra. Let me just speak to it myself. I I grew up with a, a very eclectic mom. So she studied everything. She studied Christianity. She studied Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, New Thought, New Age stuff, et cetera, across the board. And I, I really wasn't really that interested in any of it, to be honest. I don't know how I got here. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, God had me come through or, or I chose to come through a channel that would be so eclectic that I would bump into New Thought eventually. So, uh <laughs> But, you know, uh, I can remember as a kid her talking about things like, you know, uh, mantras and, you know, growing up in the, you know, black church experience. Let me just speak very frankly. uh, That was it was considered spooky because people didn't know what they were people were saying, Uh you know, and have you bumped into that situation when you're seeking to explain? I'm just affirming words. Mhm mhm. Yeah, I always try always try to say, look, you know, any word can be a mantra. 
You know, you can you can use the word peace, you can use the word God, um, and you you know, in introducing that word into the mental field and coordinating that word with your breath as you meditate, you know, you're you're using it as a mantra, um, you know, to have a purifying effect on the mind. But yeah, understandably, people don't want to say words that they don't understand. Um, the the reason in in yoga that Sanskrit mantras are taught, um, or we have other sacred languages, you know, Hebrew, um, you know, for example, as well, it's because these ancient languages have a, um, a resonant quality to the words that has a purifying effect on the mental field. And also the good side of not understanding the word is that we don't have concepts, um, that, then further engage the mind, you know, so, you know, I say you could just use a, any word as a mantra, but if that word has you start thinking, then it's not going to quiet the mind. It's going to disturb the mind. Yeah, that, that's a good, and you know, it was kind of funny that I, when, as you were talking, I, I had a memory uh, years ago, many years ago, probably in the, you know, the nineties. I remember nineties, uh, early two thousands. I was, uh, not feeling well at work. It was late 90s. Actually, it was late 90s. I remember now because my daughter wasn't born yet. And she was born in 99. And uh, I remember being at work late. I used to work in uh, uh, in grocery as a customer service manager. So, you know, you have these employees and your stuff, store has to be turned around for the next day. And I wasn't feeling well. And I left work a little early. And, I, you know, it was one of those days where I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't have driven home. And I can remember this mantra or affirmation that was told to me by uh, one of our then uh, assistant ministers at Christ Universal Temple, the Reverend Herbert Lasseter. And he said, when you can't remember anything else, just say the father, are, the father and I are one. Amen. And mm-hmm. just repeat it. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. drove 30 minutes home. And at the light, I would close my eyes for like five seconds, and then I would open them back up. I mean, it was like just to balance myself. The Father and I are one, amen. The Father and I are one, amen. The Father and I are one, amen. And I don't know if I I caught a bug or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I did it all the way home. I got in bed. The Father and I are one, amen. And when I woke up, everything was good. Oh, that is an amazing story. I mean, that totally was mantra, you know, purifying your mental field. Because, you know, if you'd gotten, you know, caught up in in fear, you know, which would be kind of a natural response, then, you know, you you wouldn't have been able to um, drive or, you know, take care of yourself. You know, your, your body and mind would have contracted all around that thing. So just to show the power of the spirit, you know, that that you demonstrated there with really an affirmation a scripture used as mantra. Yes, yes. And, you know, I hadn't thought about that memory in years because it was out of necessity because out of all the training that I had at the time, the only thing I can remember that it could get me through was the Father and I are one. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> and yeah. it, it just to re- repeat that over and over again while I'm driving. I don't know. Uh, you know those times when people say that they don't know how they got home, but they're pulling into the driveway? Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. was one of those moments because the only thing that I thought and the only thing I would allow myself to think 
what the Father and I are one. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful, beautiful mantra, beautiful affirmation. And, um, you know, it, it, it certainly could be used, you know, every day, even when not in, in duress. You know, I, I find that just meeting people in situations in life, you know, where you find that you might um, contract, you know, and you want to keep your heart and your mind open, that, that an affirmation like that or a mantra like that, um, helps you stay centered, right, in the spiritual truth and to, to meet people and to meet situations um, knowing that they are infused with God presence. Yes, yes. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to uh, ask a question about chapter 18 in particular because the title of that chapter is Radical Prosperity. And anytime I read the word radical, I know that it's not the way I normally think it is <laughs> automatically, you know, radical. So why radical prosperity? Uh, uh, well, you know, I think I, I probably, given my nature, I probably mean it in both ways, you know, that it's a radical way to live. It's a revolutionary way to live. Um, but I use the word radical um, to draw from the deep meaning of that word, um, which means arising from or going to a root or a source, that it's fundamental, it's it's basic. Uh, it comes from the very nature of a thing, its root, you know. So for us, um, our prosperity is radical, be, uh, like a seed is radical. In, in other words, carrying within the, the energy and the blueprint that's there to thrive um, is natural to us. It's, it's inherent to our being. So it's radical in that way. It's fundamental. It's basic. It's at the root, at the very core of our being. But as I said, I think it's also true in the other sense of the word, which is, a, you know, to be uh, spiritually awake and to live a an abundant, fulfilled um, prosperous life is also a radical way to be in the world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, I want to give your website to people if they want to get in contact with you or they want to bring you in to speak or, and teach the jewel of abundance. You can go to www.ellengraceobrien.com. Again, www.ellengraceobrien.com. Want to get the book to find out more about her work find out more about Kriya Yoga, to find out about many other things that you might have questions about right now. Hopefully that uh, this interview has helped you. Also, please be mindful that she has a show. What time does your show come on on Unity Online Radio? It's on Thursdays at this same time. So that's okay. um, it's 8 a.m. Pacific. And um, what does that make it? Central 10? 10. 10. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Same time on Thursdays. All right. All right. So you can plug in. You can get more information. You can do what you need to do. You want to stay in tune with the vibrational intention of Ellen Grace O'Brien. You know, before we got on the call, I actually told her that she had the calmest voice in the world. And I think that that's important. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, and that, and that might, you know, uh, you know, I say it jokingly, but I think it does matter. Because at times, you can feel the peace in a person. That doesn't mean that they have to be perfect. Because what's perfection in a relative world? What it does mean is you can tell when the work has been done. And 
is being done versus uh, the lack of substance that sometimes comes across when a person is presenting a information, presenting a message, but it doesn't resonate from them. Mm. I think people know authenticity. And for me, you come across as a very authentic spiritual being. And I just want to acknowledge and acknowledge it and admire it because I think it's important that we have examples of people who actually do the work. Mm, thank you, Reverend Galen. Thank you so much. That that was um, uh, I, I'm really moved by that affirmation of my being and my work, and um, I thank you for that. I'd also like to tell your listeners, if I can, that I'm going to be in New York in May before I go to Florida. So if um, you're listening and you're in the New York area, I'm going to be at Omega uh, Retreat Center um, for a week, for, and you can have a week-long immersion in this topic of prosperous living, abundant living from Sunday, May 12th to Friday, May 17th. That at Omega Institute in upstate, beautiful upstate New York. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you don't live in New York and you want immersion in the jewel of abundance and the teachings of Ellen Grace O'Brien, get on a plane, train, bus, or car and make it <laughs> and get your blessing. Don't don't let time and space get in, interfere with you getting your blessing. Do what you need to do. So we're about to run out of time. Thank you so much for being on the show. God bless you and your work. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Galen. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you all. I'll I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.